your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. And we got a fun one for you today. We're going to be previewing tonight's matchup against the Colorado Avalanche. They've got a couple players on the COVID list. Uh, we talked about it on the last episode, but Craig Bruby mixed a couple things around. Uh, but we didn't talk about everything that was going to go into the game. Uh, so we're going to break it down for you here. A little pregame listening. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, Josh. So the Blues have an opportunity tonight because Arizona Coyotes cannot win a hockey game. Stop me if you've heard this one before, but the Blues are one point behind the Coyotes for a playoff spot with the games in hand. I feel like yeah, we've been here for four weeks. Four games in hand? Exactly, exactly. Uh, so they have an opportunity in front of them uh, to make up some ground on the Arizona Coyotes against the Colorado Avalanche tonight, who will be without Grubauer and Rantanen. Two of the staples of their team, been productive all season long, will not be in the lineup tonight. But who will be in the lineup tonight for the St. Louis Blues is Braden Shen. He's going to be on the third line. Uh, Craig Bruby said he wanted to mix up things with the Schwartz-Shen-Tarasenko line because they weren't producing like he wanted them to. But I would keep an eye on that third line, honestly, because you got Hoffman, Shen, and Cairo. That's a lot of firepower right there. I, I feel like that's that's one of those lines that has a chance to, on any given night, just be incredibly dynamic and become a quote-unquote first line just because of the the names you have on that line. Braden Shen, Jordan Cairo, and Mike Hoffman are all players that can um, lead the charge offensively for a line that they're on uh, when they're at the top of their game. So... Putting those three guys together uh, gives them a lot of opportunity to play off of each other. I think that they have complementary skill styles, especially in the offensive zone. I think Kairu's speed combined with um, Shen's playmaking and Hoffman's shot is absolutely deadly. Now, the problem is those are three guys that have been playing somewhat underwhelming hockey lately. Um, Hoffman's sort of an all-season thing, and Kairu obviously hasn't been able to quite um, recreate his hot start and Braden Shen again like we talked we've been talking about is is struggling a little bit too so three guys that are definitely performing below what probably their own expectations are and if I'm any of those three guys I'm looking at the, that line and and frothing at the mouth waiting to play waiting to get those offensive opportunities I think that line's going to generate a ton of scoring chances and I'm excited to see what they can do against a, a quick Colorado team because it, it seems like that that forward line is the closest to matching Colorado style um, in terms of the lineup today. And that's important too because I feel like the Blues have been trying to recreate uh, that 2019 magic where they just had four lines rolling every single game uh, led them to a Stanley Cup championship. I feel like all season long, it's kind of led to a speed bump at that third line. The fourth line has kind of been like doing its thing, obviously not scoring at the clip that they were in 2019, but that's okay. Uh, they're still out there doing their job. But that third line, I feel like, had big expectations coming in, especially once you acquired Mike Hoffman and moved everybody kind of down uh, in the depth chart. And I feel like this could be one of those nights where we see that third line uh, actually come to fruition and actually put some bo- points on the board against this very hot Colorado Avalanche team that a lot of people have touted to win the Stanley Cup. But another uh, lineup change that was made uh, that we didn't talk about on the last podcast was um, Colton Pareko is going to be paired up with his old buddy, Scandella. 
So that's a little more size, and they're going to be the top pairing. So Krug and Falk move down to the two. Wallman and Dunn will be the third, and then Scandella and Pareka will be up top. And honestly, I love that move going up against, especially up at a matchup perspective, against Colorado. Uh, because what they have in talent and speed and skill and all those things, uh, I feel like they lack in physicality. So maybe putting those guys up top, attempting to clear the crease a little bit more, make it more difficult on their skill players to create space and breathe. I feel like this could potentially, it feels like all the stars are aligning for a Blues dub tonight. I mean, you got Grubauer out, right in and out. You put in your more physical lineup with an emphasis on physicality, I think... I think the Blues should take the dub tonight. And looking back at that stretch of games when Scandella first came over, that when he looked like one of the best defensemen in the league, much less on the team, um, he was playing with Pareko, and that pairing had an incredible amount of chemistry. And I think we all had it penciled in as like a a solid pairing, you know, for years moving forward. And I think that they they haven't gotten a chance to play together too consistently this year. But if they can return to that that level of play that we saw in that very brief stint when Scandella came over, and that what was it like? We won nine games in a row right after that trade, and I, honestly, that was spearheaded by the defense of Pareko and Scandella. That pairing looked absolutely magical, and I don't think that we've seen that yet this season, just because Pareko hasn't been up to full speed yet. I don't even know if he's there right now i don't know if he's at 100 percent yet but he's close he's close right he looks great yeah he's look, he's starting to look really really good starting to look really confident and i think marco scandela is probably the guy in the lineup that is most complimentary of what pareko can do out there and allows pareko to play with the most freedom and most confidence so if there's ever if there's ever a game for colton pareko to sort of step back into the spotlight and say hey, I'm that number one defenseman you all were saying I could be. I've just, just needed a minute because of my injury. If, if there's ever a night where he's going to do that, take that next step and establish himself at the on top of, of, of all defensemen for not just the team but for the division, like I think he can be. I think tonight's going to be a really good night for that. And speaking of spotlights, if you want to step into the spotlight, uh, you got to get yourself a ring from BlueNile.com. Because this episode is brought to you by a 1010 collection, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Ring sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement. Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNow.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly price so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. So if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. We're going to come right back after a word from our sponsors with some more Blues talk and some more Avalanche talk. Don't go anywhere. All right, Josh, I feel like every time these two teams go up against each other, we always got to talk about the goalies because you know my feelings about Grubauer. I don't think he's at that level yet, uh, or he might not ever be at that level where he's going to take a team to the Stanley Cup. just doesn't seem like it's going to be there. But fortunately for the Avalanche, they won't have to worry about him tonight because he won't be in. It's going to be Devin Dubnik, who's had the Blues number 
feels like forever. It just seems like he, we can never score on the guy. So there's a little bit of a past history there, maybe some animosity, who knows. But the last time we went up against the Avalanche, they didn't have their goalie. I think Grubauer was out again, and they still took it to us. So obviously don't take this team for granted by any stretch of the imagination, even with Rantanen out, even with Grubauer out. There's still an elite force in this league, and they got absolute weapons up and down their lineup. But this feels like if there was ever a game for the Blues to make a statement and come out and take advantage of circumstances and opportunity right here. Uh, it feels like tonight would be a good one to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the one flip side of that is I feel like we've been saying that a lot. I feel like we've been saying, oh, tonight's the night, tonight's the night. And that Coyote game would have been a good one. Yeah, and, and not to say that I don't think the Blues can do it tonight, but it, it, it comes down to tonight and then every single game moving forward. So... I, I hope that tonight is a good a good springboard, but tonight might be the easiest game that the Blues have from here on out in terms of playoff implication, in terms of opponent. Like they're playing a weakened Colorado team, but that Colorado team is still going to be, you know, very very difficult to handle as as we know. And I'm just a little hesitant. I'm I'm worried that tonight's going to be yet another. Oh, if they just played three full periods, or if if they just didn't have that one turnover, then then maybe they could have stayed in this game. And it, it feels like we've we've had this same conversation um, very very frequently throughout this season, especially these past few weeks. Of of oh, if if tonight is is that is is the night that they put it all together, then we'll be set for the rest of the season. Now, luckily at this point, they're still four games in hand. They have four games in hand on Arizona, so. They, they do have the power to make it the playoff. You know, they don't have to rely on another team, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not really convinced that tonight's just going to be the first game of the resurgence of this blues team. I, I feel like, I feel like, especially, you know, talking about this team five days a week, we've had this exact same conversation and, and tried to make the exact same excuses about the same players throughout a lot. So I, I think it just comes down to more than, shifting up the lines and, and stuff like that. I think there's a, a mentality with this team that's been lacking throughout the whole season. And hey, maybe tonight they'll figure that out. But Thankfully for the team, maybe not so thankfully for Blues fans. We're going to be seeing a lot of the Avalanche lately. I think they play Saturday and then Tuesday again, right? Yep. Something like that. Yeah, so uh, even if there are some shortcomings tonight, they can turn it right back around and hopefully get their feet back out from under them. But uh, going back towards the goalie conversation... I feel like it's important to bring up Jordan Bennington just because, I don't know, we haven't talked about him in a while. No, we haven't. But I think he's going to be crucial here just because, like, all the things you talk about when you talk about Colorado Avalanches, the absolute weapons they have on their offense, the speed, the skill, mm-hmm. all those things, uh, scoring off the rush, it's going to be huge for him to shut the door on them consistently all night long. Even if Gandela and Pareko do find, like, their old chemistry, I, that Wallman and Dunn pairing... It's not to say like either of them have been playing bad because I feel like they've both been playing really good hockey. Wallman especially has been heating up magnificently, especially when he was paired with Pareko. Right. But it just feels like they're the same like archetype of a player, right? Like offensive defenseman, a little undersized, great skating ability, but maybe not as secure or sound in their own defensive zone. So I feel like if there was a weakness for the Avalanche to exploit, it might be that third defensive pairing, but I'm hopeful that they're going to prove me wrong. Not prove me wrong, but like put my anxiety at rest 
That's a better way to phrase it. There's so much potential there with both of them, you know? Like, there's a reason that a lot of people have uh, Vince Dunn getting taken in the expansion draft, and it's not because he sucks. It's because potential is through the roof, right? The same with a guy like Jake Wallman, who's, like, it's his rookie season. Uh, he, he finally comes in. I forget. He was probably drafted in, like, 2014. It felt like a while ago. Mm-hmm. He finally gets his chance to come into the NHL and make a splash, make his name known. Uh, and he's definitely done that. It's just whether or not he can make a lasting impact with this team. And I feel like he's capable of doing that. But to do that, to really do that and to win over the fans, you got to play a key role in contributing, especially this season in a playoff run where it feels like one day the Blues are in it and they're the favorites to get that four spot. And the next day, uh, it feels like they're the bottom of the ranking. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out for sure. And getting back to Jake Wallman and what I was saying before, I know I, I definitely gave the, the team a bit of bit of a lashing just then. But when I when I say it, it's not something that I think is going to be fixed by a line change or, or something small like that. It's because of what, what I think I, something I touched on last episode. And it's just they're kind of a group of guys that maybe if, if every single one of them gave 10% more um, – then this team would figure it out. But then on the on the flip side, there's also guys like Jake Wallman who maybe none of us were expecting to have the impact that he had. And, and honestly, Jordan Cairo is probably getting a, a little bit of undeserved pressure just because of how significantly impressive he was at the beginning of the season and how he exceeded all of our expectations. And what he's doing now is still a huge step up from you know years past, and it's great for his progression but it's not on par with what we saw at the beginning of the season. So it's almost a little disappointing. And it's guys like that. Like we saw what, what Kairu's success at the beginning of the year did for the success of this team. And it won them a lot of games. So a guy like Jake Wallman, like you said, if he takes that next step and starts to establish himself um, as a long-term piece of the team, that could be the, what moves the needle um, for this club down the stretch in the last, what, 12, 13 games. So I, I think Jake Wallman and, and players like him are, are going to be really important for the Blues down the stretch because we know what we're getting out of O'Reilly, Perron, even Braden Shen, Tarasenko. Like, there's not going to be a huge surprise from any of those guys. But a guy like Jake Wallman, who knows? Could go on a tear. Speaking of going on a tear, I've got a question that that entire conversation you just had, Josh, uh, popped into my head. And I think it's an important one to ask. And that question is, what do you think is the deal with Jordan Cairo right now? Like, why do you think he lit the world on fire at the beginning of the season? Maybe, like, teams figured him out now or, like, teams didn't have him figured him out at the beginning of the season. But why Why do you think there's such a stark contrast between the Jordan Cairo that we saw that was putting up points every night, was on a point streak for a while, dangled past Alex Petrangelo, flew past Eric Carlson, as opposed to the third-line guy now who seems like he's struggling a little bit with his board play, uh, struggling a little bit with turnovers, and it just doesn't seem like he's the same player at this point. What do you, What would you, if you were a doctor and gave me your diagnosis, uh, what would your diagnosis be for Jordan Kyra? I mean, I think it's a combination of a couple things. Like I was just saying, I think he started the season out at an unsustainable rate. And like, if you looked at it, even when he was putting up all of his points and was arguably the best forward on the team, he was still consistently near the bottom of ice time uh, every single night. Like, you know, even when he was point per game, he was never above like 15 minutes per night. He was still like bottom two, bottom three in ice time for forwards. So... I don't want to say that the the numbers are, are lying, but I, I do think that his play 
besides the besides the the point production wasn't maybe quite as complete as as the the goals and assists were because of that 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 ice time was a reflection on it. obviously at the beginning of the year it was a lot easier to overlook it and a lot easier to overlook while he's still like you know in his first second full season in the NHL like like Tom like you mentioned the board play the turnovers those are all things that are go that you struggle with early on in the NHL and I think those were things that were really easy to overlook when he was putting up a goal and an assist every single night um, but I don't think Craig Berube overlooked it and I think that's why he still had lower ice time and now that he's not playing with maybe as much confidence and as much luck even you know getting those quick goals getting those dominant rushes I think it's it's may put a lot more focus on his struggles like it's a lot easier for us as fans to notice when he's struggling when he's not producing offensively but also it's definitely a confidence thing like he's he started out the season probably better than he could have ever imagined and then to go to the complete 180 like he's struggling now it would make sense that he'd be a little a little more tentative and like you said struggling on those turnovers struggling on the board so i don't think it's really a anything to be concerned about. I, I think this is more par for the course for Jordan Cairo, what we could have expected throughout this season, just maybe a little bit more of a letdown compared to what we saw at the beginning of the year. But I think he, along with everyone else on this team, could go for a little bit of a confidence boost and things will things will work themselves out. I do agree with you. I don't think that Jordan Cairo is anything to worry about, but there is something that you should worry about, and that is car parts. Because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models that is now impossible, to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront, so why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Everyone knows that. You know it. I know it. We all know it. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible. Rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do, RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lights, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you guys. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now, Josh. Yes, sir. I don't know about you, but I still believe in this team. I think they're capable of a Stanley Cup run, and I think they're capable of winning a Stanley Cup. So if I was going to go bet on that, I feel like I'd make a pretty penny right now. And if I was going to go bet on that, the only place I would go is betonline.ag because they have the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And they're the only people I'm going to trust with my money. Football might be over, but the NHL and the MLB are still in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And like I said, use that promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, hopping back into it, Josh. We got a game tonight. You know what that means. Listeners know what that means. We need predictions and locked on player of the game. So if you had to choose someone tonight for either team, honestly, if you think the Avs are going to take it to us, you could pick one for them. Uh, if you think the Blues are going to win, you could pick one to them. But locked on player of the game, who's going to get the first star tonight and why? I know I, I, I've definitely given this exact same speech for locked on player of the game previously and it has not manifested yet but i think it's due to happen one of these days and i'm hoping tonight's the night vladimir tarasenko has not had a hat trick in who knows how long he likes scoring goals he has not scored as many goals as anyone would have wanted in his return he's hungry and he has a potential to be the best player on this team as we know as we've seen from him in the past and if he are, is going to return to that forum this season what better night than tonight after he has that conversation with Craig Berube against a team like the Colorado Avalanche with a chance to secure a playoff spot once again? Vladimir Tarasenko is my pick for lockdown player of the game because I know he wants it bad and he likes scoring against against rivals and Colorado is probably their biggest rival at the moment, if not Vegas this year. So it's going to be a big night for him. I like it. I like it. Honestly, when I when I said locked on player of the game, the first name that popped into my head right off the dome was Vladimir Tarasenko. There so, you go. Uh, same wavelength right there. But I think, honestly, I think there's someone that fits better for what I'm looking for in this game. In terms of a locked on player of the game, I don't know if they're going to get the first star just because they're probably not going to show up a lot of stats on the stat sheet that are sexy. But if the Blues are going to win this game, it's going to be through physicality. And I think a big part of that physicality is on the defensive end in Colton Pareko because he's 6'6 and has... I mean, we've been struggling to clear that crease all season long, right? So if we do clear the crease tonight, I feel like it's going to be directly because of that Pareko-Scandela pairing. Uh, and that could potentially shut down uh, the Colorado Avalanche, especially missing out on a guy like Rantanen. So I think all those things combined, that could potentially lead to Jordan Bennington having a better game. If he's not letting up goals, it's way easier for him to make saves on shots from the perimeter and shots from the slot than shots right on the doorstep that are just happened. So I think if if we watch the game tonight and Colton Pareko is playing his best game of the season, chances are pretty good that the Blues are going to emerge victorious. So for that reason, I'm going to pick Colton Pareko as my locked-on player of the game. And I'm going to say that the Blues walk away victorious in this one uh, because I do think that Vladimir Tarasenko is going to get a fire lit under him probably like you were talking about after having that discussion with coach after spending some time on the third line after coach basically saying like I need more from you guys from Schwartz Shen and Tarasenko uh, so we're splitting you up I think that's gonna like I said light a fire under him so the scoring's gonna uptick so I'm gonna go with a three to two prediction uh, and Blues win okay okay I like that I mean if my Vladimir Tarasenko hat trick uh, prediction is gonna happen I would have to say a little bit more than three goals but I do think I do think they're going to have a nice defensive stand, so I don't think it's going to be too high scoring. I'm going to go, I'll go four to two with an empty netter in there. So we're, we're predicted around the same, but I think it's going to be a tight one tonight for sure. If they lose, it'll be by one goal again, just like the last three oh, or four. Or naturally, many naturally. <laughs> uh, but I think that's all we got. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network. 
and your number one source for daily blues content. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening on. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Locker Room at 12 to 15 because we'll be going live after the game with a little post-game recap locker room session. It's going to be turned into an episode. So if you want to hop in, you want to be a part of that, uh, make sure you check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can follow Josh on Twitter and Locker Room at Josh Hyman NHL. We'll see y'all later. But as always, let's go Blues.